this is your host, R.S. Plaza. Welcome to the New Rich Podcast. Today I have a very special guest. He goes by the name of Andy Tran. Andy, what's going on, my brother? What's good, Plaza? Thanks for having me. No, of course, man. Thank you for taking time. I know you've been in and out of planes, in and out of meetings, and most recently um, awarded a opportunity to head out to, I believe, Austin, Texas. Yep, Austin, Texas. Nice. So we'll jump into that, but um, I just wanted to say thank you, man, for really taking that time out. Um, so Andy Tran, man, Andy Tran's a great friend of mine. He also goes by the modern inventor. He's a big inventor, man. This guy has invented several products, and that's um, why I brought him on here for all my product makers, for all my people that have an idea and want to create a product. I wanted to bring somebody on the show that uh, could talk into that. But Andy, man, give him a little spiel, bro. Give him the elevator speech. What do you do? What are you working on? Talk to him, brother. Hey, what's going on, everyone? So Andy Tran, modern inventor. I'm just a guy seeking truth, and I like to make things. So I'm an inventor, entrepreneur, and businessman. I um, have found this little niche. Uh, it's just something that I really enjoy doing, you know, making stuff. And uh, if I have any problems, then I just either buy it on Amazon with the one touch or just build it. So Nice. Yeah. So let's talk about it, Andy. How did you get into inventing things? Like, how did you even think about, like, oh, I could make this, like, Oh, like, you know, I'm sure like Amazon wasn't as popping at the time, so it wasn't easy to buy certain things. So like for you, how was it? Like, how did you get into it? So it all started because I was, you know, when I was younger, we just didn't have many resources to make things. You know, uh, my parents came from a third world country and, you know, growing up with three sisters, it was difficult to basically have all the toys and things that you wanted. Right. So, um, and I found a you know, an interest in taking things apart, you know, things that were already working, uh, just taking them apart and just understanding how it works. And, um, you know, over time, I, I thought it was, um, you know, it was fun for me, but it wasn't fun for my parents, right? Because I'm always, you know, breaking things apart and, and it was hard to put back together. Uh, but I realized that, you know, later in life, that these so those skills were uh, allowed me to uh, basically, uh, you know, do the same for other people, right? Nice. So as a kid, like, how old are we talking? Like, you're taking apart things, bro. I mean, you know, you know, Lego age. I'm playing, like, Legos around five, six, seven years old. You know, I'm just like, you know, it's kind of nerdy back in the day. Um, you know, I like doing my things. Uh, but I wasn't the, the kid that was the star out of the group, right? I was more of, like, the kid in the back. Um, you know, I was observing. And I think that process of observing and being, like, more introverted allowed me to just see how other people reacted and what people did and I was able to kind of like learn by just mirroring what they do so um, you know as I got older I realized that this was actually a great strength to me nice and that's cool and I love that you say that because like I'm that person right like I'm that you know you, you hang around me a lot a lot I'm that loud person I'm, I'm, I'm more out there and now like I'm, I'm learning the style like you know it's our right to be quiet and it's our right to be observant um, when you were growing up was that ever like did people ever like pick on you or like say things because like you know you were you were quiet and like now you see it differently but at the time you may not understood it yeah I, I felt like Nobody really picked on me. I was always in the, you know, the top group, but I'd be at the lowest tier of the top group, relatively speaking, right? Um, you know, growing up, if there's more extroverted friends, you know, that I'm typically in the background, you know, behind the scenes. But like, it's like I'm there, but I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're you're here, but you're not. It's like the light and the dark. It's there's a certain like duality to that, and uh, I don't know. I just find it fascinating now being able to see. Um, from one side and then kind of like transitioning to the 180 and going the opposite. 
So nice. So your first product, do you remember like the first thing that you kind of put together or invented, if you will? What what, what was that? Sure. So actually, it was um, back around. It's like 20 years old, and I really wanted a um, nice car, right? So at the time, uh, the the BMW was nice, and um, you know, I, it was a little over my budget. I was in college, and I uh, bought one. And uh, for me, it was like, you know, I love cars, and now that I have an expense, I'm gonna have to figure out how to pay for it, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I I went on the forums, I started talking to people, and I realized there's this angel eye. You know where the angel eyes on the BMWs? They used to be really popular. You're like a light, right? It's like a light. Yeah, it's yeah. like those four halo lights on the BMW. And what I did was um, I made a harness. It was a wire harness. You know, I went to like Radio Shack back in the day when they are still in business. I was able to buy some wires, with, you know, read some online the diagrams. I wasn't, I'm not an electrician or engineer. I was able to figure it out and put together a product and uh, started selling them. And um, I, I started selling a lot of them, you know, going home from school, I was getting orders online. I was like, so where did you, where did you, what, what first was the first platform um, that you put them on to sell? So I was uh, posting on like an online BMW forum. Okay. But I also was selling the product on like eBay. Okay, that's yeah. when eBay was kind of like the thing too, right? Yeah, eBay was new at the time. I was able to like buy parts for the super low because most people weren't sophisticated enough to search on eBay and find the product they want. Uh, so when people, listed the thing wrong or misspelled something you know for me because i was just hyper into the keyword searches and everything else i was able to find these really good deals and, and you know at the time it was i mean it was an open playing field around the wild wild west in the yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um and yeah i learned you know how to take the idea from uh, just just an idea into a product usually for myself first it usually starts as my own need and then from there, uh, find a marketplace and start talking to people and then uh, getting those products manufactured overseas and, you know, doing the whole drop shipping thing back in like 09, uh, I'm sorry, 08, 09. So what, what is drop shipping for the, for the listeners that don't know about drop shipping? Could you break down drop shipping real quick for me? Yeah, sure. So drop shipping is basically when, when you have a product, uh, you, you sell a product on your website and uh, to fulfill it instead of you physically mailing it yourself. You would actually have the supplier, whoever that may be, overseas, AliExpress, wherever, um, ship that product to the customer. So you never see it. Uh, what you do, what you do see, is the customer going through your channel, and that you, you know you make a margin in between, right? So that you know you make your money, the supplier makes their money, and the customer they get the product. Now, how did you even know to like get into drop shipping, bro? Because like I've heard about it, but like years later. So how did you even know, like at the time, to go get into it? You know, it was, at the time it wasn't drop shipping or anything. It was more of like a strategy, right? It was how can I get this product into the hands of my customers, and how can I, you know, do that a lot of times without physically going to the post office every morning, right? So like eventually, when you're selling good. products, you're, you know, you become the bottleneck. So in order to remove yourself as the bottleneck, you have to figure out the systems and tools available to you uh, to, to organize it in such a way that, you know, it, it runs by itself, right? Because, I mean, I'm not trying to be a slave to my own business, right? That's not the point of business, is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people get lost in the sauce and, and end up working fully in it. But, of course, yeah, man, the goal is to work on it. Most stuff, yeah. And I was able to, 
uh, listened to some really good mentors. I read some really good books back in the days. You know, my first one was Rich Dad Poor Dad. Okay. And that was the eye opener, and it talked about you know assets and cash flow and everything else. So I kind of have that ma- mindset when creating this product. You know, you know, how can I automate more of it so that I wouldn't have to be stuck in it, and, and you know, it would in a way perpetuate itself. So it was training for my next ideas, right? It was it's just ninja training, in my opinion. Nice. So we'll get back to the products, but I'll, I'll, I want to shift a little bit. You, t- you mentioned um, rich dad, poor dad, right? Was that one of your first? Would you say that was one of your first um, like self-help books? Yeah, it was the first self-help book. That, yeah. That Who book, introduced you to that? Uh, Do you remember? An old buddy of mine, his name is Michael Vol, and I'm not sure where he's at <laughs> somewhere, but he, uh, he opened my eyes up with that book, and um, I mean, really from there, it's brought me on an entire journey. I mean, I'm not sure where I'd be without that book, at least to start the cascading effect, because... I mean, it's been a lifelong journey now, and I'm still in it. Yeah, still developing. What, what was the What was the big takeaways away from 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 Richard Poor Dad for you? Basically, that uh, whatever you're learning now, how how to build or develop or make money or have wealth in the future, um, there's there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be some tried and true ways to do it instead of figuring it out on your own. So I'd highly recommend just looking at the basics. You know, these things work. These are time tested principles. Um, and they'll work in a modern world. Even if the content's outdated, I would definitely take a look and just just kind of like open your mind to that because that's really going to make the difference, especially because we live in a digital world. Now, where did this, um, the secret or thinking grow rich come into the mix for you? Was that like right after like Rich Dad Poor Dad that I opened the door? Like, So uh, thinking grow rich, I didn't hear about it until this one year, maybe around like, oh, six or so when we had uh, the original mastermind meeting and we met at the Stardust in Winter Park it was me and some original members and it was Bruce who set it up uh, Bruce Wayne from Microjig um, I believe Zach was there Zach Lesnick with Home First Lending and we had a few other people that were just at the table and were able to just dive deep into this book I wasn't sure what it was about I did uh, listen or watch The Secret prior so thinking grow rich was like a higher level, kind of a, a deeper level uh, understanding of the whole, you know, you know thoughts become things uh, in a more business and in, in a more tangible way. And it was fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, thinking grow rich, man. I I feel like is my first one, like that really kind of just took me on that. I read the secret. I want to say a little bit before that, so I was already like get kind of getting that philosophy of you know manifestation and all of that. But I definitely think that um, thinking grow rich was was that staple for me. So, all right, let's get back into the products, bro. You talked about the products. Now, when you have this idea, you have the idea for the product. So, let's go back to the the BMW product. You had the idea for the product. Now, what steps did you take? Like, or what advice would you have for people that want to build the product? Like, what steps did you take? Like, you okay, you built it out. But what did you do before you sold it? Sure. So uh, after I made my first product, the first one I tested on my car, I had a camera, recorded myself, I talked about the product, um, uploaded it to YouTube. This was like early, early in the YouTube days. It was like 09, right? So I have this product on YouTube. I'm sharing the videos and like SEOs working. It's like, it was amazing. The traction. I got so many orders. I didn't know what to do with it. So I was like, okay. 
you know what? So I you're guess, creating them from like all the way at this point, right? Yeah, like, I was like literally buying wires, crimping the wires myself, putting it together, measuring things, um, shipping them out every single morning, you know, getting orders in the evening, building them. So it's like, and I was going to college, I had a girlfriend at the time, so it was, it was fun, right? Ninja experience. Uh, but I, I later realized that, you know what, one of my suppliers, he, he says that if I ever needed a wire harness made, you know, a lot of them made, uh, that he, you know, just hit them up. So I did. So, you know, my cost was at the time like seven, seven bucks per harness. And then I, when I reached out to him, I, I told him, you know, the thing I was working on, I drew it out. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I can make these for you um, for 10 bucks. I was like, 10 bucks what that's like three dollars more than what i'm doing you know what i'm spending now and I'm, but i'm spending all my time making it hand making them so then i was like all right let's do it so we put in an order for like 100 units um you know like two three weeks later they showed up and that was like the most magical moment of my life because they all came pre-packaged they were like zip ties they had little crimpers i mean it was like this perfect kit and then i was like okay well now i have the product you know i have a name for it let me just go a little bit deeper, get on my paint, you know, my, my MS paint. I made a little logo for it and just started calling it something. And then I just started selling more. Then so what was the name for it? What was the first it name? It was the, uh, the Vista DRL harness, so the daytime running light harness. Nice. And now uh, daytime running lights are common on all cars, you know, those cars with the LED like light strips and the headlights. You know, this was before that was normal. So it was almost like a mod to the car then, if you will. Yeah, it was a mod. Um, basically, you know, people really liked the iconic BMW Angel lights. And, um, you know, I, I'm happy to say that I helped bring that to life before it became standard equipment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that's kind of a, that's a cool thing. And um, eventually what I did next, instead of selling it myself, I realized that, you know, if I uh, reduced the amount of profit I made, I was able to wholesale them to people who already have an audience of customers, right? So then I literally, I just straight up called them up, emailed them and said, hey, I have this amazing harness. I'm selling it online. Here's the margins. Here's the here's your price, and if you want to buy some, let me know. That's awesome. That's awesome. And they did so. So started these like distribution channels, if you will. Yeah, opened it up. I was like, okay, I need a reseller in the West Coast, and I need a reseller on the East Coast. So I sold um, like 500 units to a company out of uh, California, and like 200 units to a company out of like Connecticut area, um, and that was like my first taste in create designing a product, making the product, outsourcing the manufacturing, and then shipping it directly from the manufacturer to the customer. And what I saw was a check in between. So it was it was a beautiful system. That's awesome. That's awesome. So Tran, I know that you, you know, I, I was able to learn about 3D printing through you, right? And I feel like you were by far one of the first people that ever talked about 3D printing. Um, I was you were one of the first people that I've been around to see a 3D printer like how did you know and I'm talking about years ago because well we're in 2019 here seeing it but I'm thinking like it was 2010 if you will like 2011 10 when we were, we were discussing this and, and seeing you start to create machines like how did you know that it was going to move to that industry sure so when, when I first discovered 3D printing um, one of my old bosses re was like, hey Andy, do you know about this 3D printing thing? And I, I vaguely said, yeah, I think I've heard about it. So, you know, that night I went home, Googled it. I was like, holy crap, this is this is the future. Because any, any situation where you have a machine doing the work 
and all you have to do is just design it on a computer and it does the and the machine does the work I mean that's going to be a good situation <laughs> yeah. right? so like you know you think of like the laundry machine or you know your dishwasher I mean these are miracles right devices they save time they automate I just things. did laundry heck yeah right? you just kind of like set it and you forget it and you come back your clothes are clean now uh, 3D printing when I first discovered it I was like holy cow this can help me turn these thoughts, you know, these designs into physical products. And that's when I knew this was like a very important thing. So I had to get on immediately. I mean, it was, it was cool. Um, and it was uh, within reason, right, in terms of money-wise. And I was like, this is the future. I, got, I have to get involved. So I did. Nice. And not only did you get involved, but you actually built out a, a machine. Uh, talk about that process. Like, what did you learn while building the machine? Sure. So I um, I learned that, you know, an, an idea um, it, it usually spawns from like some original thought that you had or some sort of thought pattern, uh, some original desire, right? So uh, when I uh, first got into 3D printing, I, I was excited. I got my first 3D printer. Uh, it was right before like Christmas on, in 2011. And um, I was like, yes, I got it. But two weeks afterwards, I realized that it was just too small and, you know, it was too slow and I can only make plastic widgets. You know, what took me like six hours to 3D print. Uh, when I asked my friends how much they would pay for this, they told me like 50 cents or an hour yeah. because it was plastic. And I was like, okay, no, no, <laughs> this is not a good business model, right? Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, okay, well, obviously, because I need to make something bigger, right? So that was an entire journey, man. I've literally taken everything that I've learned and, and known when it comes to uh, business or like branding or like marketing or like development and just kind of like meditated on the most perfect formula uh, to basically help me achieve the other goals that I have in life, right? So Millibot is like the best interpretation of business, marketing, design, and, and, and like lifestyle the type of lifestyle that I want to uh, have and, and can see myself doing um, in all parts of the world. So, you know, Millibot is, is just the ultimate interpretation. Like, it's, it's the ultimate expression. So people like, I know about the Millibot, but some people don't know about the Millibot. What is the Millibot? Sure. So the Millibot, in a nutshell, it's a, a giant 3D printer. And uh, we have um, patent-pending technology uh, international as well for building that giant 3D printer within the shipping container. So what this means is you have a personal factory. Uh, so in the future, you know, instead of buying a product from overseas and having it shipped over to a warehouse and having it shipped from the warehouse to another warehouse to get shipped to you, uh, it, it would be possible to have a Millibot or, or a similar type of equipment make the product local, right? So like, Many small businesses out there are looking for new products to sell to their customers. And instead of buying and doing things like everybody else is doing, wouldn't it be much cooler to have access to this type of equipment so that you can make big stuff, right? Not, not small widgets, little trinkets, right, in plastic, but like things that are like metal or like clay or like cement. And we're talking on big scale just because, because we can. Right? Yeah. Because you can now, and, and and why not? Why not us? I mean, 2020 is right around the corner. You know, I've yet to see a flying car in the air. Right, right, right. I know one thing for sure. 
is we can definitely got, have some giant 3D printers running around making stuff. Heck yeah, heck yeah. So my viewers, why well, I really wanted to bring you on, Andy, and I, and I love exploring you know, the different products and the things that you worked on, is you know how do I take a product, right? You know, so I may have a barber that has a product to enhance the clippers, or I may have you know a person in the cooking industry that invented this this tool to cook, right? Like, okay, I have this idea, but I think a lot of people get stuck in that idea phase, right? Like, how would you map out a person and tell them like a, a flow chart, if you will? So from idea, like what? Five steps could you give them? Sure. So uh, what I would do if I had a new uh, product idea, I usually start with a Google search. You know, I'm, I'm looking for something that's similar that already exists, right? So, for example, let's say I'm looking for a, a knob for, I don't know, my microwave or a new handle for my, you know, widget, right? I'm going to go Google or Amazon and search up all the different types of knobs available, right? And see which one I like, you know, which design, how many can I get? Can I get it next day, same day, different colors, right? What type of materials and stuff. So I'm looking at things that are already exist and then combining those existing things with the thing that I'm trying to do. So then, okay, how do I attach this knob to my microwave, right? And then figuring out, oh, well, there's this bracket. Oh, how many types of brackets there are? Amazon search, Google search, find the different brackets. You know, how do people mount these brackets? Oh, can I buy this bracket? Okay, now I have the bracket. Now I have, now I got the knob. Okay, um, how big is the hole? Can I screw it on? Okay, what screws are available? Is it going to be washed? Okay, if it is, let me use stainless steel. Because stainless steel, it's just like, um, you know, kitchen equipment, right? Stainless steel doesn't go bad. It doesn't corrode. Um, buy some stainless steel screws. Pop it on. Now you got yourself a new widget. You know what I mean? New gadget. And with minimal effort, too. You know, you don't have to create things from scratch. Um, even if you want to make your own laptop nowadays, you don't need to know how to solder circuit boards and program everything. Uh, we live in such an amazing time, Ryan, that we literally can find everything that we could possibly want, and it may come in different parts. It may be local, or it may be used for something else. But by, by just looking at the patterns, seeing how things connect together, and then using existing products and things, uh, you can greatly reduce the time that it takes to, to make a new product. And for those things that don't exist or don't you know, fit in that category, that's when you hire a designer or learn how to design in 3D yourself and then 3D print. And then that 3D printed part is what integrates and combines those other two pieces in between. You know what I'm saying? I see. So, so right now I got step one. Step one is my research, right? Mm -hmm. So research, like similar things, think of things that I could connect. Step two was, okay, if you can't connect it, get with a designer, right? Have See what the designer could do for me, how that designer could come to life, right? So mm -hmm. step one, research. Step two, design. Yeah. Where's step three? Step three, you use the 3D printing, use uh, manufacturing. There's different websites online. You can upload a file, and they will literally um, give you a price on the spot. And you can select different materials, like a drop-down. I mean, it's an amazing time to live in. And then you get that first prototype. Okay, you select it. A week later, your, your bracket, your custom 3D printed bracket comes in. Combine all the pieces. Then you test it. Then you, you know, play with it, right? Get to know it ask some friends, right? Try it in real life. And uh, I've noticed that it usually takes between two to three shots to get it right. 
you know, it's, it's very rare that you nail it on the first try. Um, so two to three, three tries is normal and just be ready for it because there's always ways to make things more complicated. Um, but simplicity now that that's difficult, right? Uh, making something simple is usually more difficult. A design that lasts a long time, you know, something that we consider timeless is usually very simple. Very, it's very flowing. It just kind of like looks good, right? All angles. It's just so simple and beautiful. Um, but again, you know, when you're first starting off, you want to keep it as simple as possible. It's what they call the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, I heard of that. My cousin, my cousin with New Rich, he always, he always saying that, man, just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Simple, simple yeah. is, you know, like what I do usually is I'll, I'll, I'll start simple and I make it complicated and then I'll reduce it back down because then you get all the good stuff, right? You get all the functionality and, and then you reduce it back and then it's like timeless. You know, you want to create something that's long lasting. It's, it's going to be simple and elegant at the same time. That's dope. That's dope. All right. So research, design, what was next? You make it. Make it. Make it. And then just brand it. Yeah. Then uh, test it, validate it. And then once you have that final form, at that, at that point, once you have the final product, and then you kind of whip together the branding and, and different approaches, and, and after you have that, then you can scale up, and then you can start reaching out to different uh, customers, vendors, um, you know, marketplaces, different stages, and start selling, right? Just getting that promotion out. Now, for somebody that's afraid, man, like, you know, there's so many people that have the idea, but they're just afraid and, 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 and scared to put the money out. Like, well, what would you tell them? You know what? Fortune favors the bold. Mm. If you don't try it, and if you don't physically touch it and get to know it, that product, that expression, that idea, um, no one else is going to do it for you. But if they did, you know, then maybe they're the ones with the million dollar idea. Yeah. So you just got to take action. You just got to do it. And take action. Now, Andy, I know you've been through so much, bro. I've seen you open up companies, dissolve them, lawsuits. Um, I think like multiple lawsuits, like, you know, and, and I admire that because I, I, I think I know now that that's the part of the, the process. Like I, I've learned to identify with adversity a lot, lot better now because I know that to be successful, I have to face adversity. So what is your mindset? Like what mindset has taken you through the ups and the pits and the falls and like not giving up because I've seen you work on so many things. It's easy to give up. Like what has what mindset has kept you in the game? Yeah, I really think it, it boils down to um, seeing yourself where you want to be, and just being an unstoppable force. You know, like you can't win all the battles, but you can definitely win the long term war, right? And the war is, is really between yourself and, and who you are in the process, because um, you're a lot more powerful than you think you are, and. You know, when it's your time, just be ready to go all in. Yeah, I like that. So just, just, just go all in. Um, I think that I think that that's great, bro. Now, what, could you could you identify a moment that you know, like in the lawsuits, bro? Like you're going through the lawsuits. What's keeping you going? Like you know, like you know, you're in a dark place. Like you're getting sued. Like you know, people don't get that. Like people think like I think we look at the the great in business. We don't look at like, yo, you can get sued. Like, what are, what are you, what's your advice like going through a lawsuit? Like, what's, what, what's on your mind? You know what? It, it comes with the territory. I mean, uh, even, even with contracts, even with things, you know, dotted and crossed and all that, um, you're still going to run into people who have more financial power than you, and they're just, they're just going to straight up try to overpower you. 
Uh, but if you're resilient, you're gonna win in the long run because there's no stopping unstoppable. You know uh, that's saying? good. Like, it, it, you, you can't stop me. I'm always thinking about it. I'm always working on it. So if you skip a beat, you, you relax a little bit, I'm still moving. So get out of my way. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that comes with being true to who you are, right? I think, I think the, the truer that we are with ourselves is the more that we understand, yo, like, I made this video Friday, like, get on the bus or get off on the next stop. Like, you're either on the bus or just get off at the next stop because I don't have time to carry the weight to get to where I want to get to because I know, like, you know, I've been dismissed, I've been up, I've been down, but I just have so much confidence in myself and my ability that I'm just like, yo, I got this. Like, I'm moving forward. Yeah. N- nothing's stopping me. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's, it's really about taking control of your situation and realizing that, you know what, collect yourself, recollect yourself, you know, find your strength. Um, sometimes, you know, for me personally, I, I, I have to, you know, get a haircut, wash my car, put a t- full tank of gas, work out a little bit, read a book, you know, take a nap, wake up, and then I'm like, I'm fresh, you know what I mean? Just start over and just start like you're a beginner, you know, when you're coming from the bottom, just act like you're the beginner and just start over and that's okay. Because the more times you do this, I mean, you're just going to get tougher and then you can handle bigger challenges because... Again, it comes with the territory, so just be ready for it. I love that. I love that. And that's so true, man. It comes with the territory. Like, if you want to go big and you want to, you know, be boasting, you want to do all these stuff, like, that's one thing that I've learned, like, more that I talk, because I'm a vocal person, right? A part of what I do is speaking and, and motivation and being out there. And I've known the louder I get, whether it's vocally or just the louder my brand gets, the more I've been attacked, the more people are coming after me. So I think, you know, that's the best way to put it. Like, it comes with the territory. So, Andy, one of the questions I like to ask is, do you believe in manifestation? And has there been a time where you've seen manifestation come alive for you? Yes, I do. Um, Manifestations is something that I do, um, you know, carry deep within me. Because, you know, everybody is living in their own reality, right? Like, you have your... You know, we all live in our own worlds, right? We're basically the, the star in our own movie. So how we perceive things and the, the pattern recognition that we have when things happen or that happens, you know, it, it, it's up to us to recognize that something happens over and over, right? And there's universal laws that, that talk about this. Uh, and I'm sure we can save that for another conversation. But, you know, there's there are definitely some uh, energy, some energetic force out there that does propel things towards you and i was at the temple last sunday and uh, the monk he says you know miracles Uh, miracles are what we call it when something happens and we can't explain it right something great happens we can't explain it we call it a miracle now in addition to that when things don't go our way and we can't explain it and it helps us learn more about ourselves and our internals you know weaknesses challenges and we can overcome that that is also a miracle because we can't explain why something didn't work out but we learn something in between that's a miracle too so you know manifesting it's really you know it's how you perceive uh what the problem is and um you know, it, it's, it, it's all about how your outlook on life is. And, and again, not all the time it's going to be bright and dandy and, and peachy, right? There's going to be times where it just seems very dim. 
But I've noticed that in those darkest times, you know, you're actually very close to the light. You just have to recognize where you are exactly. And I say that one more time. Say that one more time. So wherever you are in life, you know, uh, if it's at the very, very bottom, you're actually closer to the light than you think. That's good. That's good. So, Andy, I'm, a, I'm going to say about 12 words, right? And when I say these words, I want you to say the first one or two things that comes to your mind, right? So I'm spit out the word. First one, two things that come to your mind. Spit it out. You ready? All right. All right power. Success. Money. Wealth. Love. Happiness. Pain. Heartbreaking. Focus. Always. Exposure. Explosion. Coffee. Grind. <laughs> Pizza. <Huh>. Nice. <laughs> that was good. Dreams. Do come true. Creating. Always. Design. For life. Motivation. And love. BMW. Angel eyes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. So, yeah, those are just certain words, man. I like to mix it up, man, and, and just kind of see top of mind what comes to mind. But, Andy, man, I really appreciate you for having you on. Um, you know, I, I just love, you know, I, I feel like, and again, you're part of my mastermind, so here and there we're going to get everybody um, on the podcast from the mastermind. But what I like about Andy Tran is his ability to create, um, his resilientness. Um, you know, I think that good, bad, or indifferent, you have this level of focus that when you want to focus on something, um, you deep dive into it, right? And 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 before we head out, I'll, I'll love to tap on that real quick, right? I think that you know, and even in our crew to be vulnerable and stuff, we, we you know we've you stepped away sometimes, or you went and moved to a different city, and and if you ask you why. It was because like, oh, like, this is what I need to fo- for I could focus right now. So what is focus to you and how do you, like, are you, how is your ability to commit so much to, to even move to another city to focus? Like, what is your mindset on that? Sure. So I feel like life is a, a huge adventure, right? It's a journey. And uh, for me, in order to see the most of life and do the most things that uh, I'm capable of while I'm, you know, around, um, it is to you know, go out to unexplored areas, right? Be vulnerable and go out and meet new people, right? I don't need friends. I'll make new friends. Nice. Right? If I'm in a new area, I'll, I'll meet people, you know, converse, conversate. And then if you have enough experiences, challenges in your life, and you've done a lot of different things, then, I mean, you can basically blend in and meet anybody, right? And it's just that I feel like people can, can relate to that because, you know, we're not the only ones figuring ourselves out, right? Everybody's figuring themselves out. So, you know, um, when I when I need to disconnect and focus, I mean, that's what I got to do, right? I can't, I used to try to cater, you know, my uh, attention to people and just always be nice, always smiling and this and that. But then I realized that, you know, I just need to do what I need to do, right? I, uh, inherently, you intuitively know what you need to do. Uh, it's just... Sometimes just don't do it, right? You make excuses and this and that. So by disconnecting, it allows me to just narrow down, you know, focus on my craft. And then one day I'm going to come back and say hello and let everybody know what I've been up to. But you know what? It's, you know, I mean, you got to come full circle for that to happen. So if, if you're on this journey, I highly recommend just staying to it, just sticking with it. Uh, if you have to, you know, not talk to some people for a certain amount of time to do your thing, figure yourself out, 
I would highly recommend doing it because that's the most important time that you're going to have is spending that time to understand yourself. And then when you come back, come back strong and go all the way. Nice, nice. I love that, man. That was that was awesome. That was really good um, gems right there. Before we close it up, man, I couldn't get, get off with the session without touching on uh, the recent, uh, not award, but selection, if you will, to go out and present your product that you actually created and invented, branded, all of that good stuff. So shout it out, man. Um, uh, you know, brag about yourself a bit. Sure. So, um, so I've been working on this project for like, I don't know, three, four years now. It's called the Millibot. Again, it's that giant 3D printer. Uh, I think it's revolutionary. There's a lot of people that are seeking this kind of technology because they you know, want to make big stuff with 3D printers. And uh, we're very excited. We uh, were announced to uh, go pitch at the South by Southwest. It's a um, music and arts technology festival in Austin, Texas. Uh, happens uh, later this week. So we're going to be flying out and uh, we're going to be pitching. We're a Regulation D company, so we're going to be looking for accredited investors. If you're an accredited investor, you're looking to get into some new technology uh, hardware uh, with some software layers and some interesting, uh, you know, areas in this world because uh, we we are expanding rapidly. Uh, hit hit me up. Love to chat. Love to share. Um, you know what the machine can do. Show you the machine. Uh, and um, you know, as far as uh, creating a product, if you want to learn how to create a product. Uh, check out my website. It's moderninventor.com. You can get it for free. I have a free ebook on there, and I'm probably going to have like a, a course uh, in the future that that basically breaks down the the four, five, or, or ten steps on how to you know turn an idea into a product, sell it online, and automate it. Nice. That is dope. That is dope. Well, brother, congratulations. I'm super excited for you. I'll definitely keep you on my prayers through this journey. Um, I know that you're always creating it. And I always make the joke in our crew that, you know, you may not be the first millionaire, but you will be that person that just pops out of nowhere and makes like 50 million, 100 million just due to your space, right? You're in tech, you're in design, you're in creation. So I just think that you'll come out of nowhere and blow up and hopefully hire me along the way, uh, make some cool, dope stuff. But Andy, let them um, spell out your name. Let them know how to find you on your IG, on your Facebook, LinkedIn, all that good stuff. And then let's sign out. All right. So uh, Andy Tran, T-R-A-N. Um, you can find me uh, on Instagram. It's under Modern Inventor. Uh, that's my, uh, my business, my avatar, if you will. It's my business persona. Um, me on a personal brand, it's Andy Tran FL. Um, Facebook, you can type up Modern Inventor, you'll probably find me. Um, again, uh, Millibot, M I L L E B O T, that's my robotics company. So if you're interested in the big 3D printers, uh, you know, follow and like us on there. And, uh, you know, stay tuned, right? There's more to come. We'll just get started. Nice. Amen. Amen, brother. I, I receive it. So listen, man, thank you guys so much for listening to the New Rich Podcast. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to leave us a review. Make sure to give us those five stars, of course, if you like it. And check us out on BeNewRich.com for all of our New Rich merchandise and upcoming events. Thank you, guys. Andy, thank you so much for taking time. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Let's do it. New Witch!